on this episode of Comedy Rewind. Would basketball have become a cult classic without the success of South Park? Is there anything more 90s than a Scar soundtrack? Has the parody genre been ruined by the uninspired spoofs of the 2000s? All of this and more on Comedy Rewind. 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 Push Rewind. I thought this was a comedy show. What's going on, guys? Welcome to Comedy Rewind. We are powered by Audio Technica as we rewatch the great comedies of the 1990s. I'm your host, John O'Peck, and joining me, we have the best basketball teammates that a guy could ask for, Mrs. Ali Hart and Benny McJanet. How are we doing? Doing good. How are you guys? I'm awesome. It's good to join you guys and good to talk some, some sports. Let's talk yeah. some sports. Yeah. Let's talk some sports. <laughs> yeah, if there's one thing we all love, it's sports. So. And endangered servants. <laughs> yeah. We're talking about basketball. That's not obvious, but I, I was a fan of this movie, but it's not one that I would constantly rewatch like it sounds like you guys have over the years. <laughs> yes. Guilty. Very, very guilty. Dude. Where does this rank for you guys amongst like the nineties, like your your echelon? Because it it didn't actually release in Australia at the cinema. No. It, it's one of those movies that, for me, I didn't know about until the 2000s. Yeah, me uh, too. Like, I think it was probably around 2002 when I actually first saw it. But the comedy on it just held up for a long time, and it was in that early 20s moment for me as well, where I was watching a lot of these sort of movies all the time, um, like hung over on the couch on a Saturday <laughs> or a Sunday morning. So a lot of these sort of movies became my uh, lifeblood throughout the early 2000s that's hilarious that's a similar story for me like it wasn't until the 2000s that i watched it and it was definitely one of those movies that would you'd go to a house party and it'd just be playing in Mm. the background constantly like it would be in that Mm. rotation of movies so uh yeah i constantly watched it through that yeah i think for me it was very much like I remember seeing an ad for it in a magazine, like an American basketball magazine, and it was that classic image of the two dudes holding the two basketballs in front of their their crotch and uh, wearing the beers jerseys. And uh, I remember seeing that and just thinking like, well, that looks kind of funny, but like, uh, why have I never heard of this? And yeah, like I mentioned before, it didn't release in Australia at all, or even internationally. It was just an American... Uh, box office and it it really bombed it it only made like seven million dollars off a 23 million dollar budget and i guess it's partly because uh, of when it released i I did a bit of research and saw that it went was up against like there's something about mary parent trap mafia saving private ryan like a lot of movies that (laughs) if you're if you're not a massive south park fan and at this point south park's only been around for like a year or it's i think even the yes the year after south park debuted yeah. then you probably weren't going to be lining up to see it because mm. matt and trey matt stone and trey parker weren't these household names th- to the point that they are now so for me it was very much like oh i became a fan of south park and then i realized that these guys had been in this movie and it's really the only place you can see them together in live action like comedy isn't it mm, not, no, not true got, no yeah hannibal the musical Cannibal, okay. Cannibal, Cannibal is a film, the... and then uh, Orgasmo as well. Orgasmo. They're both in Orgasmo. <laughs> uh, Orgasmo was a lovely SBS Monday night film for me when I first discovered that. Oh, man. Yeah. I had a friend quote that one. <laughs> I knew one of them had like the main role in Orgasmo, and the yeah. other directed it. Mm. So I didn't know if they were both like central parts for the whole thing. No, I, I haven't seen true. it. Uh, Matt was more of a um, uh, supporting cast member yeah. in that one. 
Yeah. So I guess this would be like the most accessible film that we could pull up to watch the South Park guys and see what they look like and, yeah. Yeah. and that kind of thing. So yeah, like I said, didn't do very well and it would have only been really due to the success of South Park that people probably discovered it eventually, I think. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's a pretty accurate statement, I think. Mm. I think it was like advertised like with that South Park attachment. Mm. Yeah. Which is why I like it. Well, I was explaining before, I was misled to believe that they wrote it. I don't know why I always thought that they <laughs> wrote that. But yeah, found out that wasn't the case. Yeah, with the it's style of humour, it's, it's easy to see that. You know, yeah. you think that very much that it is the boys that wrote it. But yeah, yeah. I think it was even Zucker that wrote it, wasn't it? So yeah. we're looking at yeah. the, the writing and the directing. It was David Zucker that, that was behind the camera and wrote it with a few other guys. And each of them were involved in those style of, of satire from like the 80s and 90s, Airplane, Airplane. Naked Gun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, David Zucker did like some scary movie sequels that didn't do so well. Uh, so you can definitely see that kind of influence throughout the movie. But uh, from what I read, Matt and Trey had an uncredited rewrite on this, and that's probably why it feels so much like it's tailored towards their sensibilities. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They were they were trying they they made it obviously they're a lot younger than David Zucker, so they were there to kind of bring it into like their sense of humor and I guess that more like gross out South Park style. Yeah, it got referred to as um, they included their own kind of frat comedy. I think is what it was you know, referred mm, yeah. to. That as. makes sense. Yeah. So. Yeah, it, it, you see it all throughout as well, and I think there's a good chunk of it, like especially with the psych outs and stuff like that, is very much that South Park style, and I, you feel like there's chunk of it is improv as well. Yeah, um, they're literally doing South Park characters yeah. at several points throughout <laughs> the movie. Yeah, I mean, rewatching it this morning, I was like the scene where um, it was it was all three of them, and it's basically when you first meet Squeak. Mm-hmm. And he says, my name's not Squeak, it's Kenny. And I was sitting there watching all three of them, like, talking about taking the shot. And I'm like, it's Stan, Kyle, and Kenny. It literally just looks like all three <laughs> of them standing there together. That's what it kind of felt like. It had that whole very South Park vibe. Mm. It was great when, like, you know, he do. I think he, only two voices were maybe used from South Park, which was, like, Cartman and uh, Mr. Garrison. Oh, there's kind of, like when they're singing the song on the radio and there's well, a couple other, like <laughs> yeah. they'll just like say a phrase and you can see it's their like, mm-hmm. I guess NPC style. You're voice. just like, yeah, that's Trey Parker's <laughs> voice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. And like the, even the whole character of squeak was written in or suggested by Matt and Trey. They wanted that third character. So mm. all of the stuff with squeak, you have to think that that came from their minds and, what they thought was funny, which is bullying this guy, essentially. And South Park's full of bullying. That movie without that element, like, without having mm. Squeak in there, like, that just, like, that's such a solid, like, character now in that movie. Yeah. It's hard yeah. to think of him not being in it. So, good choice. Do you feel bad for Squeak now that we're older and more mature? Uh, no. Uh, no. I felt bad for him. No, not really. I mean, he's pretty happy pretty at the end of the film he's a sports national sports star he's a punchline yes but like <laughs> hey his life's pretty pretty good really yeah I guess, so. I guess like i did feel bad because he was because i feel like every group there's always the punching bag there's always that one yeah. person but mm. there's like this little elements where you see the guys actually do feel bad for him like they said oh we mm. can't believe that you know they fired you for not taking like turning off a guess like they thought that was bad and they yeah. took him in so i'm like I think it's just that kind of, they just, you know, yeah, oversaturate and, and, the bullying, I guess. And Yeah, and the, and the speech at the end on the 
balance board of yeah. trust. Yeah. That's a very South Park moment to have yeah. that, like, you know, that yeah. moral, like, stance, like, mm. big speech. Yeah. Uh, at the end, that's pretty much a staple of South Park. Very good. So we might go through some of the other cast members of people in this movie we haven't talked about yet. Uh, well, actually, let's go straight to what have you done for me lately as a way to cover off on both of them. So sure. obviously, Matt and Trey, uh, we know that they've gone on to have huge success from South Park. I think that the only reason they were even in this movie is because South Park was a like somewhat minor success by the time they were casting and they thought they could get this combo deal of these two guys who were starting to do things. Mm. Uh, I, I read that they agreed to do this movie because they assumed by the time they started filming South Park would be cancelled, <laughs> but it wasn't. And then it ended up they were having to do both projects, which was a bit of a, a drain on their time. But I guess they managed to make it work. And yeah. um, like they've gone on... Book of Mormon's been huge on, on yeah. Broadway... They haven't really done movies since 2004, though. Team America was the last one uh, that I was able to find. Oof, so yeah. I guess yeah. it's just been focusing on the on the play and, and the cartoon. Well, really, like they do like these multi-episode arcs now with South Park that are almost feature-length mm. films themselves. Like, and imagination doing video land. games. And video games, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, South yeah. Park video game, you know, that was... The last two especially were really, really great. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're certainly busy enough. Mm-hmm. And then we've got Jenny McCarthy, who uh, was probably the only other person that I would recognise from this movie, and uh, she was she's become the queen of anti-vaxxers lately. So yeah, I don't know if we, we spent too much time talking about. It. <laughs> yeah, so, something went something changed yeah. there. I don't know what it was. Mm. Yeah. Not not just her though. Yasmin Bleeth, who was the um, I guess the love interest playing Jenna in the movie. She was, I think she was like a Baywatch actress. She and, was, she was like on the early yeah. Baywatch cast. Yeah, until about 2003 or 2002 when she got hit up pretty hard with drugs and rehab mm. and she hasn't made a movie since then. So mm. uh, we're talking about what have you done for me lately? Nothing from her. Uh, a couple of the other guys in the movie were pretty old when they filmed it. So they're actually no longer with us. Shout out to uh, Ernest Borgnine. I'm not sure exactly how you say his name, but he Borg, was Ted Denslow. It's Borgnine. Borgnine, yeah. And I mean, he deserves a shout out just for being like a an actor mm. that has that worked for like 60 years and won an Oscar yeah. for a, a Marty in 1955. I think, Ali, you mentioned Mikhail's Navy. Yeah. He was quite well known for. And also a really great run in the 2000s, or I guess, is it the late? 90s yeah he was on texas walker ranger touched by an angel seventh heaven all these like classic sunday afternoon dramas oh he was in red too yeah er yeah he had a voice on spongebob as uh mermaid man so you know he he's not without his uh influence on the world of uh of tv so shout out and and rest in peace to, to that dude but um the other people in the movie like there's not really anyone that you're going to remember apart from Squeak. Is it Dion Bacar? I think yeah. it's the actor's name. And he's really just... I think he's got a career because of those those South Park guys. They've pulled him up and he's done well, yeah, bits he and pieces was, with them. <laughs> he was in Cannibal and Orgasmo and stuff. Like He was the second yeah. lead in Orgasmo, pretty much. Yeah, um, he has continued to work, but yeah. you wouldn't recognise him or remember him from anything. It'd be quite jarring, actually, to see him in something else. Yeah. Um, uh, besides a few sports cameos of Reggie Jackson and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Real Big Fish. And Real Big Fish, oh, yes. What a cameo. Guys. 
We'll get we'll get to real big fish because uh, <laughs> I got stuff to say. So um, yeah, I guess that's the cast, and we'll move it into the uh, the Rotten Tomato score. What are you guys thinking? This would have been as far as rotten or fresh? Uh, I think it's leaning more on the rotten side. To be I honest, think I it's think probably it, going to be rotten. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's what the, score have you got? Yeah, I don't think it's the most uh, critically acclaimed film. No, <laughs> thirty. It's, it's got to be south of fifty. It's uh, forty-two. So yeah, yeah, not completely abhorrent, mm. but definitely not uh, hitting the mark. And no. when you look at it coming out alongside a movie like There's Something About Mary, it's never going to really do as well as a film like that. With yeah, obviously a bigger budget and a bit more of a. Uh, I guess a defined style that's one thing about this wow. movie that stood out to me is how parts of it are satire parts of it are kind of straight comedy but it doesn't quite go fully into that world of like the naked gun and airplane it's a bit more wavering between yeah. the two styles yeah definitely definitely switches between the two quite often uh, the slapstick especially with the hospital scenes oh. um yeah. Yeah, and then, and then just kind of some of the straight, straight up um, sex jokes the, with bloody Yasmin Bleeth <laughs> later on, like not too far after afterwards. The hot dog going up and down as he's doing CPR. <laughs> so that's a pretty good like satirical. I'm scene, sorry, right? sir. They stopped serving him after the seventh inning. So I got this man a hot dog. <laughs> oh man! So the number one song when this movie released in July thirty on July thirty one. To, uh, 1998. Oh, it's Take On was, Me by The Real Big Fish, wasn't it? Well, I would have hoped so, but it's actually... Uh, in Australia, it was Ricky Martin, the cup. Oh, World so Cup. So it must have been Ooh. in the height of like World Cup fever. Yeah. The cup of life, sorry, not the cup. Yeah, as the French uh, World Cup. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which took me right back. And then uh, in the US where the film actually released, it was The Boy Is Mine by Brandy and Monica. Ooh. Which I, I don't actually recall that one. I might have oh, to really? bust out some spot, a Spotify playlist. I know playlist. that one. So young. I mean, not by name. It, I might recognize it when I hear it. I'm sure I yeah, will. You'll recognize Boy it when you hear it. Is mine. Not yours. Oh, yes. But mine. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you can keep going if you want, Ali. <laughs> it was a uh, as much as people sign up to hear me sing, I'm going to have to bring it back a little. <laughs> back to movies. Okay. So. <laughs> 1998, it's towards the end of, of the decade, but what for you was the most 90s moment we got from basketball? <laughs> 90s moment. I, like, I tried to make sure it was something that was very 90s. I said when Denslow sings Too Sexy for My Shirt, because mm. I yeah. don't know how many yeah. kids that's, are going to know that's that. I think you're onto a winner. said Fred. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. Is, uh, that's the winner there, I have to say, because <laughs> when else would that be culturally relevant like it would still be cringe now but yeah. it wouldn't have any relevance it would be more like Gangnam Style or something if that yeah. movie came out yeah. today the, the Scar music with, uh, like bringing yeah. back Real Big Fish that's pretty 90s I did write um, Real Big Fish but it sounds yeah. like uh, Jono's a bit of a fan so I kind of brought it back <laughs> <laughs> I love Real Big Fish like, I, I like them too I've but... seen them twice <laughs> yeah. oh. I saw them at a free concert it was fantastic yeah but yeah, the soundtrack in general is very '90s. Like it's a mm. very scar central soundtrack, which is yeah. a- amazing. Because like, when do you ever get a movie with scar like more than once? Like it, it just doesn't happen. We had Nerf Herder, we had Smash Mouth and Goldfinger, and then we had some Scatman as well. So that oh, yeah. was uh, yeah. you know, I think music generally they went for some stuff that was very much 
of the moment. Oh, yeah. 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 Kids need um, to listen to Scatman, though. <laughs> <laughs> the Unsolved Mysteries guy being That's there. That's pretty was, nice uh, as well. Oh, yeah. 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 That's very, like, that show ran from 91 to, I think, early 2000s, I looked up. So, as much as, right. yeah, so very, well, it might have even run longer, I'm not sure. But it, it's that's the time that I would definitely identify with it from seeing it, like, on Channel 10, Saturday nights or whatever it mm. might be. Yeah. And it's, they, they, it's not just a throwaway gag either. It goes on for, for a while and it comes back at the end too. So, they definitely dialed into that. Well, I think they're trying to bring back Unsolved Mysteries, aren't they? Wasn't there like some thing, like people are trying to push and bring it back? Like how they were trying to bring to be, back to catch a predator? Yeah, it has to be a YouTube <laughs> channel now. Oh, yeah. I'd, I'd subscribe. I'd <laughs> ring the bell. The theme song used to scare the shit out of me as a kid. Yeah. It's pretty creepy. Yeah, I've, I've heard that, yeah. There's a couple like pieces of technology that that were very 90s oh. like the portable tvs that they're carrying around on the in the dugouts yeah, like yeah. They're... <laughs> uh jerry springer as well the jerry springer appearance is very 90s yeah. too back then mm. yeah mm. there's also something that i wanted to touch on a little which is like one of the themes of the movie which is the sports scene and the, the commentary that it's making yeah. on sports in general as you know it, it's almost a, it, i guess it's an alternate reality to us where team like the problems that we were seeing in the nineties were amplified and it led to things getting to this ridiculous point where people just didn't care about sports at all. And it was like players making too much money too fast. Like the whole showmanship over the, the spirit of the sport, the sponsorship kind of deals, the maxi top, maxi, yeah. Tampon maxi pad stadium. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Preparation H arena. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. And that's almost like ahead of its time too, because yeah. As, as ridiculous as those things are, we're pretty much there now. There's only, I think, two NBA stadiums out of 30 teams that don't have a sponsor attached to the stadium. Yeah. Whereas yeah. at that at that point in the late 90s, it might have been like only a handful or less than half um, at that point. So yeah, definitely, definitely spot on with that. That might be something that, that holds up the best, which we'll get to later. But what do you guys have as the most iconic scene? The inspiration driving song, like yes. yeah, <laughs> I just feel like I just feel like anyone you could just break into that, and everyone just knows exactly what you're doing. Like the fact that, like you said, it links to um, South Park in itself with mm, that that yeah. specific singing voice, but yeah. just how it like goes from being really inspirational that you would see from like sport movies yeah. or any movie, and then it just goes really specific, <laughs> Is it oddly specific, like very, what's on like, those what's on your. T- gotta go away unless you use topical yeah. cream every day that's it yeah. <laughs> watch out for the truck changing, changing lanes. lanes yeah you got some crumb on your upper lip yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was always a very iconic scene from that movie like there's a lot of yeah. them but i feel like that one is just always mm-hmm. just like it's a classic it's it's definitely the most south parky moment in the movie aside mm. from like literally doing like cartman's voice yeah. at one point but that voice it's like the whole like you just hear it and you just think of all the times like the training montage on south yeah. park and all these <laughs> yeah. great things and trace crazy rock and roll singing voice yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what did you have for that benny i've got a couple like there's okay so there's the one that i always think of when i think of basketball is mm. you know what reamer one day i'm gonna own a big sports bar <laughs> yeah yeah that <laughs> like, right at great. the start like <laughs> 
Yeah, the transition of like young and like big dreams, and I'm going to be a sports star to the the grim realities of young adulthood. Drunk yeah. and pissing in a car. <laughs> it, it does a really good job of like setting the scene of like who these guys are. Like yeah. instantly, you see them. They're outside a party they weren't invited to. He's peeing in the bushes. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it yeah. Just sets the sets the tone of the film right at the start, and then you go into later on when um, Doug and Cooper having the fight in the locker rooms and they've got mm. the big <laughs> swinging around uh. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's always the one scene he's like they put, opens the drawer pull squeak out he goes come on b- you're my new best friend what are we going to the zoo <laughs> <laughs> like that scene just sticks with me like always <laughs> i love that i love that mm. and the hot like i mentioned it as well the hospital scene when they're killing the kid i uh, just <laughs> sitting on up. his like oxygen tubes and I've stuff. I've got to yeah. be honest, that scene feels like the most out of place scene in that oh, entire it is. movie, and uh, like 100%. for some reason it always bothered me. And I always fast forward through it. I don't know why. Oh really? I guess it was too <laughs> slapsticky for me. Like I don't know. It was always off. Yeah, it is pretty insane that um you've got these guys trying to revive a, mm. a sick kid instead of going to get the doctor. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's a hundred percent out of place, but it's that slapstick national lampoon style, so True, it yeah. kind of just fits the rest of the film. Mm-hmm. Mm. So for the most iconic scene, I actually had that first basketball game that they're playing at the party, or mm. even I guess that whole party scene in general is really great because, <laughs> like you said, it sets the the, the scene for like yeah. who these guys are and for what the movie's going to be about. So mm. we see that they're kind of losers. That this like they have nothing to live for. Then they invent this game. Yeah. And the kind of spirit of of like being lazy, but like wanting to be good at something that they're good at, and not wanting to be good at something that other people care about, and then the way that they make the rules up as they go, like you just get all these little touches of of who these guys are. Yeah. I, I think that that worked yeah. really well, and like the sport itself of basketball is born in that scene, and I think mm. that it's really cool to see that kind of come out of nowhere and evolve into something that becomes a national pastime. Did you guys ever play basketball? No. Me and my, me and my buddies did try at one point, but we, I think we were just too drunk to try and actually do it properly. Really we, established, yeah. We, the we weren't really are. that good at basketball either, so we yeah, were missing take... all the time. You're not going to get many home runs if you no. can't hit the long shot. No, nah, so yeah. we, weren't, uh, we weren't too great at it. I think it, we, played, we tried playing it like twice, and I think that was the end of it. Yeah, I mean, I played it at school a few times with some friends, but there's always like, it, it's never as good as in the movie. No. Like the psych outs aren't going to actually make a difference. <laughs> <laughs> or you're going to just go way too far and someone's going to get like offended. So yeah, it's true. It's a, it's, a, it's a fine line when you're playing with friends versus, uh, versus enemies. But it was actually based on a real game that David Zucker, the director, created Ooh. with his friends, I read. And it, like wow. they, they were literally playing it in their driveway and he tried to get like TV shows made about it, and he had like something that went really close to getting made with um oh with with Chris Rock, and then the pilot was so bad that they just oh. scrapped it. Oh wow! And then yeah, so they managed to get this movie done, and they had some of his original like friends from when he used to play it appearing in the movie. I thought that was a pretty cool. Oh, that's cool. Little homage, yeah. Bring in the <laughs> but, audience. Um, as far as made-up sports goes, it's it's up there for sure. It, but the 
thing is like, although I said I never attempted it because I never really wanted to learn the actual rules and process of it all. But um, because I'm not a big sports person, so even trying to wrap my head around what it should have been. But (laughs) the the fact that uh, like it is like you you can actually follow along on what the rules are, like what the moves Mm. are, what the steps are and how like how it actually is how it's played. I I think that's a great element to this. Like it's not just some made up sport that doesn't actually make sense. Like there is. Yeah. It actually works. Yeah, and it's perfect for drama because of the way that they make it with like the home runs and the psych outs. Mm-hmm. Like it's just like it, it's perfectly played for sports movie cliches, really. Yeah. And, like the big moment at the end and like the tips and the alley oops. Like, and I knew definitely knew people because I played basketball who they couldn't dribble or pass or jump, but like they could shoot. <laughs> that was all they could do. So they would have yeah. been perfect. You mean like players. horse? No, not like horse. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That did make me laugh. The, the other scene that I thought was iconic, like it's one of the first things that I think of is the dude scene where they're just saying dude back, back and forth, forth to yeah, each other. Yeah. Dude, yeah. dude. Yeah. And then... <laughs> me and my buddy, used to, best mate, we used to always do that to each other as well. Yeah. Just sit there, dude. Yeah. dude. That's, that's one of the ones that's just kind of fun to recreate and yeah. see how much you can convey with, with a dude. With a single dude, yeah. Yeah, and I feel like Dude Where's My Car kind of ripped that a little with, I always with that uh, too. some of the gags. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll get to Dude Where's My Car one day when we're doing 2000s movies. Yeah, it's 2001. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm a fan. <laughs> <laughs> so, what do you guys think holds up the best? Oh. <laughs> probably the slapstick. You reckon? Yeah. Yeah, I, don't, I, I think that probably ages the best because a lot of, there's some of those jokes where it's just like, oh, they're a bit on the nose by today's standards. <laughs> Um, but the slapstick and the psych outs, some of the psych outs, maybe point. not so much, like they do hold up pretty well, but the others are then like, and we'll get to it eventually, but the, the San Francisco fairies, yeah. that doesn't hold up at all. Like you could not put that in a film today. Yeah. yeah. We'll definitely um, get to what holds we'll up the worst, that. but yeah. you, ma- you make an interesting point, Benny, cause yeah. I was, I was thinking like the style of this movie is kind of, it's very much not fashionable at the moment as no. far as the that airplane scary movie like it's like not another disaster movie not another Mm -hmm. superhero movie they've become kind of like lowest common denominator straight to dvd if dvd even exists because that's what happened to this one yeah the market was flooded in the late 2000s with these all these not another superhero disaster whatever movie and it's just Mm. like Yeah. yeah that's and this one didn't even make money originally, so yeah. like they they have always probably been a bit hit and miss. Mm. Mel Brooks is a lot older mm. now. We're not getting yeah, like Robin Hood, Men in Tights, those types of movies done so often. So I feel like in some ways that style holds up badly as like it's it's not trendy anymore. Mm. But in in saying that, it holds up the best in that if you want to watch something like that, you got to go back to this era to yeah. see it. You got mm. you got to go back to the nineties and the eighties to be able to enjoy it properly. Yeah. Well, a lot of the 2000 stuff was pretty rubbish. Mm. Yeah, so if that's something that you really like, then mm. that holds up really well because it is just like a sight gags or it's like bad puns or whatever it might be, you yeah. know, like yeah. laying down carpet, those kinds of like <laughs> things, those literal kind of gags. Polish the lobby. Um, yeah. I like, I said, although it's, it's not really on the comedy side because, yeah, I feel like the comedy is a little bit dated and I don't think, mm. you know, current generation younger generation will probably find it as funny as probably we did or let it pass i guess um but the the concept the actual concept i feel like could be taken and put 
into this generation and yeah. would be understood mm. whether it's about sports or even like esports and gaming like just that link of you know you not being an athlete but you know wanting yeah. to reach that level and doing it in some way i feel like that kind of concept could actually still work today yeah. so i think it's that, that whole underdog up. story yeah. isn't it yeah yeah mm. yeah i think the kind of like i said before that the concept the theme of sports and like the ways that sports have gone wrong like that's something that's always been a talking point with people who are fans of sports is you know are we giving teams too much power are players getting too much power now we have a, a situation where at least like i follow the nba and sports like the athletes are there are as empowered as they've ever been as far as being able to pick where they play yeah. and how much money they make and that yeah. kind of thing. So there's a lot of good things in that because we had, it went like the pendulum tends to swing and in the 90s, players were earning too much money too quickly and then the owners were taking advantage and I guess it, it kind mm. of swings and roundabouts with the different um, collective bargaining agreements. Not to get too much into that, but I guess <laughs> it's like, it's something that's kind of timeless because it's yeah. always like something that people care about yeah well, uh, and I, I think there's more to today's standards where less people do care about sports and you mentioned earlier the scene where they're like saying no not like horse and everything like that and they start explaining mm. the rules of ba- it's baseball rules and it's like oh we can explain it more slowly if you're not big sports guys like that's yeah. an insult <laughs> as well and but like today's standards it's like well really that like a lot more people aren't big sports guys these days because a lot of there's not as much interest in sports as what there was back in the 90s but especially um, baseball there's well, other things that take there's a hell of a lot more things that take people's interests over sports these days as well but i feel like with ba- not not baseball because i don't know how well that runs anywhere like mm. i'm over here now and it still <laughs> yeah. doesn't seem too big but but in basketball when this yeah. came out i remember like it was the pinnacle like even if you weren't yeah. into basketball you still had a team like i went for the charlotte hornets and i'm sure that was because i just like yeah. the color scheme but then there was, I feel like, a stagnant period where people mm. probably didn't follow it too much. And now, like, I feel like with the um, Warriors and their win, like, mm. slowly people are coming back and really, like, yeah. projecting their love for, like, the basketball scene again. Like, it's becoming, like, a, a pop culture trend kind of thing to show your love yeah. for basketball. So I feel like it's mm. kind of, you know, coming back. So Yeah, that's interesting. Like, Michael Jordan retired the year that this movie came out and that was a, a big dip in the popularity yeah. of the yeah. sport, especially over here. And then like LeBron coming through and Steph Curry and mm-hmm. like you mentioned the Warriors and how exciting that team is to watch. Mm. And it's so much easier to follow a sport like that now with uh, online options for Technology has really True. changed it. Like, and yeah. like the only sport I follow is NHL. I, I follow mm. ice hockey now. And so I sign up every year for my yearly subscription now and yeah. I watch my Red Wings flounder and do horribly at the moment. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, I still get to sit down and I can actually enjoy it here in Australia. I'm like, it's technology has given us this way bigger options for what we want to consume and enjoy. We've got Netflix, YouTube, streaming, gaming, whatever else now whereas back in the 90s those options weren't there so yeah you wouldn't have been able to watch ice hockey in the 90s so no I think. no you could um i don't think there was any way you could watch it in australia it might have been on fox but i didn't have foxtel yeah. back then um but yeah like it's just one of those things where i i i just think some of those references like some of the sports references would be a lot over a lot of kids heads these days because they just i don't know just from what i see in australia anyway there's a lot less people into 
sport as much as what there mm. used to be. Yeah, I mean, it might well, be our particular communities that we're in, like yeah. being gamers. Oh and yeah, not you know. There's still your Jack Cruises out there who bring their kids up obsessed with sports. Well, so. that's that's the other thing. Like the <laughs> AFL Grand Final was last weekend, and I can't tell you who was in it. I I had to ask Brendan. I was with, having dinner with Brendan two I nights ago. Know. Why do I know? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> like, and I had to, I had to ask Brendan who was in the NRL Grand Final tomorrow as well. Like, I think one of them was the Raiders. I can't remember who the other team was. So <laughs> that just shows how much. And I used to follow rugby league passionately. I was a big rugby league fan, and I really don't care anymore. So I think there's, mm. I think a lot of that translates very well to today's standards still. Mm. There was another line in the movie that I just wanted to say I thought held up really well, and it was where uh, Jenna says that the sick kids are health challenged and survival <laughs> impaired. Survival <laughs> impaired. <laughs> yeah. Like that's, that's Not still giving really things funny. the right labels and giving them the yeah. softer blow. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it must have been like the beginning of people caring about being careful with labels. Yeah. yeah. Survival like, impaired. We want to give you your last wish. You're dying. Ooh. <laughs> we want to make your dreams come true. <laughs> so what holds up the worst? See, and since we're talking about yeah. sick kids, I'm going to go straight off the bat and say <laughs> taking a like pre preteen kid out on a binge and drinking tequila <laughs> does not hold up. <laughs> Getting That's that true. kid wasted before yeah. the day before his surgery. At liver as well. Yeah. yeah, liver surgery. Yeah. <laughs> liver surgery. He's eight so. years old, but he smells like Robert Downey Jr. Ah, <laughs> see, that was that was my thing that hold up the worst. There's a lot yeah. of references in this movie that just yeah. no one will understand. No one. Journey, Steve Perry, Chelsea, mm. and Bill Clinton. The Christian um, Slater. Mm. Yeah, Christian yeah. Slater. Robert Downey Jr. being a drunk, like that's all he was known for in the nineties. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Chippendale strippers, Siegfried and Roy was in there, and. Um, Victoria Silverstein, Playmate of the Year. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. You you make a very good point. Like, people would, people who don't know about Robert Downey Jr.'s past would mm. definitely hear that and go, what? Like, yeah, they wouldn't get did it. something happen to Robert Downey yeah. Jr. in the 90s that I didn't know about? <laughs> so, yeah. So, there'd be a chunk of us that would know these references, but like picking it up and then putting it into the current, you know, generation and watching mm. it, yeah. like, what? <laughs> It'll go right over their heads. Yeah. Benny, did you have anything for that one? Oh, I mentioned the San Francisco fairies already. How to speak San Franciscan. Vagina. Vagina. Yeah. <laughs> What's a vagina? <laughs> Almost in general, there was a lot of the, the cheerleaders and stuff. Yeah. Like, it, it's very male gazy. Like, yeah, there's a mm-hmm. bit of that. The, it's yeah. like everyone's wearing lingerie. It's I know it's meant to be funny, but mm. like, how, how did you yeah. interpret that as a woman, Ali? Um... I th- when I originally watched it way back when, it never really sat with me. But watching it recently, I kind of sat there. And although it didn't necessarily bother me, I kind of sat there and went, hmm, the cheerleaders are all in lingerie. And mm. then the two female characters that they have in this movie, one is, you know, a gold digger, gold yeah. digger who essentially yeah. is, you know, very slutty and does like, you know, sexual suggestions. And then the other one is a love interest, which they still kind of see in a 
kind of semi-sexual, like, you know, yeah. a, a goal to, her, yeah, yeah. A goal to yeah. win kind of thing. And I'm just like, ooh. And, and she's also, like, that damsel in distress that they're trying to help and, you know, maybe not damsel in distress is the wrong, wrong term, but, like, they're trying to... She's, yeah. she's a prize, essentially. Yeah, a prize. A prize. To be and won. She, they're trying to win her affection. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I did notice it watching it this time around. And I'm like, yeah. ooh, that could... Mm, yeah. So I didn't notice it back in the day, but I definitely noticed it now. Yeah. Yeah, I, I noticed it too now, especially the joke. And I hard to believe that just five years ago, those girls were in grade school. Um, <laughs> that's like, oh, Jesus. There was, like, there was also a daddy don't touch me when he woke up as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah. oof, oof. Mm. That's, that's, that's rough. <laughs> mm. yeah. It just makes it seem like the movie was written for blokes. Like, it, it's like harving, harving the audience straight yeah, off yeah. the bat. Yeah, but it really was. I mean, I still laugh at those same <laughs> jokes, though. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Like, like in the, when I first was watching the movie, I had the biggest crush on Yasmin Bleeth as well too. So you know, because I was like, oh, she's such a wonderful girl. I love her. So <laughs> I don't know. Looking back on it now, it's like, yeah, it's definitely by today's standards, it's just like, oh, yeah, that wouldn't sit. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I guess that's an interesting. Like we we bring this. I feel like I bring this up almost every oh. episode of this mm. show, apart from like a few. But it's just a, a thing that was a, something that we need to talk about. That was a, a thing that happened back then where yeah. they didn't really care. Yeah. <laughs> like it was a very much a movie written by four guys. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, then there was two more guys that came in and added their jokes to it. So it yeah. kind of makes The sense. South Park yeah. guys who give zero f- about offending anyone. Um, yeah. But yeah. I just remembered as well, like, and we mentioned it briefly earlier, the um, the tribute, our seventh innings tribute to our South Pacific Island neighbours and the Maluka Luka Balance Board of Trust and representing the friendly natives are our boy, uh, the Milwaukee beers and all that sort of stuff and they're wearing the outfits that they're wearing and yeah, the they're lucky pineapple. Kind of. Yeah, and they're lucky pineapple and all that sort of shit. And it's like, what the f*** is going on? <laughs> Yeah, um, I mean that might. Yeah, it's they're definitely going for just some really broad kind of stereotypes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, and the jokes with the uh, child slave labor. Yeah. What were the jokes about that? Oh, uh, I don't. I don't think necessarily they joked too much about it, apart from it being a key, like you know, for the blackmail. Yeah. Mm. But I did laugh when he had to put on a hard hat, and it was a turban shaped. Hard yep. hat. So. Um, the goat getting into the taxi with him. <laughs> as well. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, that was a, a big theme in the 90s as well, was like discovering <laughs> Nike sweatshops and yeah. people mm. protesting. I remember people protesting outside the Nike shop in uh, like in Melbourne and stuff. So, mm. yeah. Mm. Anyway, that moves us into who would be the most offended if this movie came out today. And um, apart from, I guess, like... The stuff we've mentioned about, uh, I guess, the male gaze. Mm-hmm. I had Peter, and I love. I just love mentioning Peter whenever we do this. <laughs> I think because... you mention them every episode now, don't you? Yeah, R- roadkill caught on tape. Like <laughs> <laughs> a scene where you basically have, fake. yeah, cars crashing into animals uh, fairly constantly yeah. for, for a like, while. Why is there like a little Joey? <laughs> Like, redneck America. <laughs> but, but then at the end of the movie, uh, the dude's driving the taxi and he actually hits an animal and yeah. the kids in the car all cheer. 
I was like, yeah, Peter's probably going to find something to be upset about. <laughs> and the funny thing about it is less about it being like, oh, it's, you know, hitting animals. The joke about it is, is that it's on a video that is such a sentimental moment um, mm. to Trait's character. <laughs> and it's like... It gets recorded over like yeah. some, you know, like a show that's like useless and stupid and stuff like that. So I love that that's like the key thing about it. But it's funny. They're clearly fake. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It says <laughs> so in the like credits at the end as well. It's oh, like, does it? It's, it says something about case. like no animals. animal. Um, yeah. an- the animals in this film were simulated or something like, yeah. Stuff the toys. What did you have for this answer? Um... I wrote um, every stereotype that was attached to a specific yeah. team. Yeah. Um, it, like we was, we've already talked about San Francisco's fairies yeah. and male cheerleaders. Um, Dallas's uniform being prison wear and then mm. being called the felons. Uh, yeah. Miami dealers being very Latino and um, being fearful of the For DEA. The <laughs> and like the Texas defenders being racist Southerners. Racist. Yeah, like, the you Mexicans. Know. And, yeah, and yeah. the LA riots, just being called the LA riots. Right. So, which has E Honda in that team. So, from Street yeah. Fighter. There you go. There's that, there's that psych out as well, which is like, oh, the DEAs. Yeah. 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 Uh, so. yeah. Oh, Can't and argue the New Jersey that. one being like, the informants, informants uh, yeah. with the Italian stereotype. Yeah. yeah. So I think if uh, a lot of people would have some issues with how their respective, you know, teams were represented. So Yeah. It makes me wonder, like, if it came out now, would we get an article, like a takedown piece from, uh, you know, like vice.com or something oh, about... Of course we would. They, they have a takedown Probably. article on everything. Yeah. 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 I, I, I also brought up that the trans community might not appreciate Squeak's uh, girlfriend. They might yeah, have a so problem with it. Is that is that offensive? Like I don't know. What, what, <laughs> I'm I'm sure somebody there'd be someone in there that would, but then mm-hmm. at, on the other hand, like is this uh, a, an example of representation? Like Squeak doesn't seem to care, you know, what the status is as far well, as male female. He is in denial that it is a male. Mm. Um, and there is an element where it kind of repulses, um, not the other people. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. but like it kind of repulses him. So, and it's never, well, no, but then, yeah, he gets, then Squeak talks about how attracted he is poisoning. and he says, yeah. And then he's yeah. also like saying, you know, the Adam's apple as well. So I don't yeah. know. Like, I just thought like that would probably be a issue yeah. to someone. Mm. Yeah. It's hard to know. Like, I'm obviously not in that community, that scene. I don't know if they would look at something like that as representation, even, or if it is offensive. I don't know. Mm-hmm. If uh, if you're listening and you have the answer, uh, email Benny. Brendan at 8bit.net. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, man. Does basketball pass the internet relevancy test? Are we seeing it in memes? Are we seeing it in GIFs? What do you guys reckon? Um... I see maybe one or two regular gifts used. Yeah. The one where Squeak is pelvic thrusting. I see that one okay. a lot. That one, that um, one pops up a bit. With people celebrating. And the, yeah. Um, and I think it's another celebratory one as well that was a gif, but I don't really think I see anything mm. else. Um, yeah. Apart I don't from even happy s- dance. Sometimes I hear yeah, people talk about happy dance. The happy dance. Yeah. Happy dance. I... I was going to say no, because I can't even think of the ones that you're mentioning um, hmm. 
apart from the happy dance, which if you typed in happy dance, I'm sure that would come up uh, as a reaction. Mm. But yeah, I think generally, you know, it's not something that people think of. It's, it, it is a, I guess we can say it's a cult classic. It didn't yeah. do well at the time. It's a certain, it would probably be a very certain demographic that even would consider doing a rewatch of a movie like this. And it's, it's us. It's yeah, us. I was say, <laughs> listening to them. Yeah. But, okay. So do you guys think smartphones and social media would change a movie like basketball and, and how? Yeah. I, um, probably not like terribly for the overall arcing story, but mm. like it'd probably change quite a few of the sight gags. Yeah. That's pretty yeah. much all I could really think of. Like, yeah, they, no. they probably changed some of the gags around. Like, instead of holding the portable TV when he's walking through the dugout as well, they'd have, like, a smartphone or a tablet or something. I figured it would have, like, mm. had, like, a positive impact because, like, every time that they would, like, talk about the controversy of, like, you know, the team and Coop and everything like that, like, mm. yeah. you know, it would, it would just be a bit more viral and everything like that. And you'd see them looking at their phone and saying, like, like oh, what's happening now? But, like, I don't think it would ruin it. Like, it nah, wouldn't change nah, anything nah, about yeah. it. The overall story would pretty much stay the same. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think the scenes where Reema's, like, starting to become, like, famous and, like, flaunting his wealth and stuff, mm. he'd be, like, showing, oh, I've got another million Twitter followers. Or, yeah, like, exactly. Look how many likes I got on Instagram. Like, you'd get a bit more of that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or instead of Playmate of the Year, it'd be, like, Instagram model yeah. of the year or something. Yep. <laughs> YouTuber. Yeah, yeah, that's it. <sighs> So, do you think that this film could happen in the present day? To <laughs> I forgot what year it was. 2019. <laughs> year of our Lord. Uh, yes. And uh, what would the 2019 version be? I don't know about um, what it would be, but I reckon they could very much do the same. Like, they could reboot or remake this film today easily. Mm. Mm-hmm. They, again, just change a lot of the reference jokes. Maybe Comedy change some of the... Pl- a bit. Yeah, change the, the tone and the styling a little bit. But the same film could quite easily be made today. Yeah. So you think that style that we were talking about would have to be like they'd have to do it more as a straight movie or would they keep that kind of slapstick edge and and make a throwback to that I mean era? if you do like a let's say an anchorman style comedy maybe or um uh, what are the the guy that did knocked up in all those films Seth Rogen films with Judd Apatow? Judd Apatow, thank you. Yeah, like a Judd yeah. Apatow st- style film could probably pull it off see i was thinking more like like super bad and um uh what was the remake jump street wasn't judd apatow was a producer on um that was him as well on super bad yeah yeah well like and also like um that's the jump street one um like that kind of comedy styling where you'd have you know your jonah hills and all that sort of stuff so um if you have the right cast it Mm. Yeah, like the comedy would obviously come through, I, I would hope. Yeah, I'm trying to think of a sports movie recently that's done really well. I'm, that was a comedy? Having a, yeah, <laughs> yeah, sorry, a sports comedy that's done really well. I'm having a bit of a mind blank, but I can't really think of any. Why did I think of The Longest Yard? That was terrible. <laughs> that was also a good, like, 15 years ago. That's true. <laughs> yeah, and it was a remake in itself too. So. That's right, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Every other sports yeah. thing is like serious now. I think uh, the Mean fact Machine that... was pretty good, but that again, that's the same story. As <laughs> as same. The, 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 mm. It was just better, better comedy. <laughs> um. Yeah, 
I think the fact that Trey and Matt have been so successful, they could definitely go back and get another movie like this made. Uh, Dodgeball? Dodgeball is a movie I was going to mention a bit later, but I think even that came out in like 2004 or something. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know what it would look like. As I said before, I think that this style of movie is so unfashionable that it would be... It would have to be very different. It would have to be a bit less silly and a bit more clever. Uh, and, I th- and we know that mm. South Park is capable of doing that. Like the, the way that South Park itself has changed mm-hmm. since it launched in 1997, it's so much more a commentary now than it was back then. And yeah. I yeah. That I think that they would do a really good job of, of making a sports movie that had that satirical edge like South Park has, but bringing it together in, in some kind of satire of like politics and politics in sports and mm. social social media commentaries and that kind of thing i reckon it would be i'd like i'd like to see what they can do i think if they, matt and trey yeah. should definitely mm. like if they were to remake it i'd have matt and trey at least as part of the writing team because they can it's, do that social commentary really well these days um yeah i just think that they'd like well. with everything that they do there's still mm. like a controversial attachment to it so yep. mm-hmm. it could go down negatively it could like you know could they could do something but it would still be attached with like controversy because that's what they do like you guys yeah, said yeah. they do social commentary that's their job. so yeah yeah i feel like people don't really complain about them so much these days because they've been doing it for so long with it's such just a the wide... south park guys they're doing south yeah. park things again they such, have such a, a wide like range of people that they go after as well like mm. they it's just a machine gun yeah. spread basically they're not <laughs> no one's going safe. after a, a particular ideology or yeah. culture or anything like if you've made yeah. it onto south park you've made it into the lexicon <laughs> you have some <laughs> relevancy <laughs> yeah the relevancy of the world you know um mm. like, like mm. even the mormons love them these days too with the whole book of mormon <laughs> they, the mormons love that musical um really yeah really yeah, yeah. They, like, it. haven't you seen it? No. Oh, no. dude. I haven't, I haven't seen it, but I know that my very religious grandmother went and saw it, and yeah, she, mm. she didn't like it. I mean, she, you know, she. Yeah. she what was I she guess, expecting? I don't like. <laughs> I, I don't know because like i wasn't mm. the person that pitched it to her and i'm, I'm just imagining my very catholic grandmother going mm. to see something done by the guys of south park and <laughs> well i wish I, I was there it, i saw it on broadway and my mom actually took me to see it because she'd already seen it um, oh. herself like my mom and my dad both had been and seen it already and they absolutely loved it my my mom <laughs> saw it four times on broadway <laughs> well, wow yeah um, and she's 70 one now so there you wow. go <gasps> imagine basketball the musical <laughs> that'd be amazing i'd be down to watch that yeah so i got some useless trivia for you here nice the word uh derp that became a bit of a meme was uh founded in this movie oh it's it's the first appearance of derp so really <laughs> yeah it's kind of a throwaway like remark in one of the early scenes but then they started to use it on South Park a bit more. Mm. And now it's just like this. I mean, go to Urban Dictionary and look up what it means. But it's essentially a, a doofus, right? Yeah. 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 And that's the that's the beginning huh. in this movie. I feel like I was saying that as a kid. But I don't yeah. know. Maybe they got it off you. Making- Maybe they did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. The Steve Buscemi Spark Plug Award. 
there aren't many nominees for this one in my mind because there's really I don't know like the supporting roles are kind of very much forgettable um, I guess you have some let's, cameos let's, let's let's go with Joey little Joey Thomas Joey yeah, yeah. I, I think he deserves he deserves some love I'm not sure what his actor's name is so I feel is bad it Trevor isn't he the kid from he, he's the kid from oh, yeah. Fraser there you go oh okay there you go. I was going to read out some nominees just for some shout outs. Real Big Fish. They have a few appearances. That's true. They get to sing a couple of their, their great tunes. Beer and Take On Me. Yep. Mm-hmm. The cover. Uh, Unsolved Mysteries guy, who I learnt is named Robert Stack. He does, a, he does a really good job. He brings his like amazing voice to to the role and mm-hmm. that, that tone, that seriousness. And just with the lines they gave him to, to roll <laughs> off with, it, it just works so well. Hanging by his neck in the closet. <laughs> yeah. And then you got like Bob Costas, who's like one of the all-time great like sports announcers and his partner up in the booth there. I can't remember his name, but it's good to see. Like that brings a kind of a realism to it because people recognize those announcers from like NBC or ESPN or whatever it was at the time. But yeah, let's let's give it to little Joey, yeah, aka <laughs> Trevor Einhorn. So you've just won yourself an award. Yeah. Oh, he's in Mad Men too. Who oh. was he in that? Uh, John Matthias. Okay. I don't know. Matthias. I never Matthias. Yeah. I haven't watched Mad Men. You should watch Mad Men. Probably should. Anyway, mm. last question: Is basketball still a good movie? Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I feel like it's it's an unfair Dude. question to ask you guys. And to these Dude. Two, yeah, for Dude. us two, it's, yeah. Dude. Dude. I, I'm going to go a bit against you guys and say Dude. it's a level <laughs> it's a level below the best sports comedies, which I would say is like Dodgeball or Happy Gilmore. I don't think it holds up quite as well as those movies. And it might yeah. be that style that we talked about. Uh, it's mm. not. It doesn't hold up as well to me. Uh, but, you know, I enjoyed watching it. And if if you're a South Park fan, I think yeah. it's it's like it holds up as like this is the probably the best opportunity to see these guys interacting with each other, see what they look like. They were mm. at their like their peak as far as being young and full of energy and before life had destroyed them, basically. Yeah, <laughs> before they were before they were controversial and attacked and public enemies. Yeah, but um, yeah, it's it's kind of. Much in the same way as Clerks is the origin story for Kevin Smith, mm. it's kind of fun to go and watch this now, knowing everything they've done since then, and seeing like, oh, this is the guys. This is when they were just starting out as, you know, starting yeah. to get successful, starting to kind of get on a roll, and see what it was like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just getting out of film school and everything. Yeah. 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 Any parting words before we wrap up, guys? Uh, I like. I definitely understand this like goes under the whole thing where mm-hmm. it's like if you didn't grow up with it, there is a really good yeah. chance that it's never going <laughs> to sit well with you. There's a lot of stuff that you're just going to be like, this is stupid. So I get that. But for me personally, this is a classic. I yep. was happy to be a part of this one as I confess that I literally <laughs> watched it like multiple times since like, you know, the request of doing this podcast <laughs> and I was happy to. Yeah. So Yeah. Yeah. Um, also listen to Scatman. <laughs> he had two songs. Yeah. He had two yeah. songs, kids. Yeah. I learned something. Listen to uh, Smash Mouth too. Yeah. <laughs> they had two songs as well. Uh, I'll say they had like five. Let's give him that. Let's give him some oh, respect. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> also, I just want to say Steve Perry. 
Steve <laughs> Perry. <laughs> Can't do any more journey jokes. <laughs> yeah, it might not hold up to that. Anyway, thank you for listening. iTunes reviews go a long way to helping get the word out there. Telling your friends is even better. So, next person you see, tell them to listen to Comedy Rewind. Tell them to listen to Ali, Benny, and Jono talk about basketball, mm-hmm. even if they've never heard of it. I'm sure they'll love it. Yep. Uh, we want to shout out to our Patreon producers. You guys are the reason this show was able to happen. You make 8 bit what it is and we really appreciate all of the love and support you give to us uh questions comments corrections hit us on social media if i get enough i will record a follow-up mini episode that will go up in the weeks between the new movies you can hit me with that on twitter at johnny himself benny where can people find you find me on twitter at the spawny 13 ali uh, you can find me at miss ali hunt and we can also find you on the hungry gamers eight bits flagship video game podcast that's right every monday yeah does that sound right yeah every monday M- monday is usually when it drops it's always hard to yeah. convert into the uh americas but yeah monday so it yeah. should drop <laughs> awesome our next episode will be billy madison with nato johnston and our friend sam atherton from awkward pause and the gone gold podcast thank you again dear listeners for joining us and as always Be kind. Rewind.